And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin, and joining me today, as usual, uh, we have two two guests today. Not guests, two mainstays on the show with me today. Um, unofficial co-host, Mr. Christian Nicorda. How are you doing today, sir? Ahoy, hoy. Hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? We are doing good. We are doing good. And of course, my son, Elijah. What's up, man? Hello, hello. Um, We're recording this actually the day right before Halloween. Um, It won't be coming out till the day after Halloween. But if you're listening to it, I hope, I hope you all had a really, really fun Halloween. You all stayed out of trouble. You all got all the candy. You all didn't TP any houses. You all didn't egg any houses. You all didn't steal candy from little kids. Um, yeah, don't even. <laughs> you're going to be staying home with me handing out candy. So it's all good. It's all good. Christian, what are your plans for Halloween? I think I, um, know, but... I think I'm going to be hanging out with you guys. Uh, yes. We're going to all do a at home thing i don't even get trick-or-treaters where i live i live in a little um little gated community uh and the few kids that do live in this i'm sure as i would if i were them (laughs) leave this place during halloween and go to a better place so we we've left out the first year we were here we left out a bowl full of candy uh uh, and it was still full when we got back uh yeah it was crazy like i did that before and they took the bowl uh, but like this time, like they were, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a cat took some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? Um, yeah. As Christian mentioned, <clears throat> we're, you know, we just, you know, by the time you listen to this, we did a live stream podcast on Halloween night for pastraminationcom It will be in podcast form. So you'll probably get a good audio version of it as well as a video version of it. Um, so make sure to check out Pastrami Nation on social media. Um and wherever else, you know, you find your podcasts. Uh, we have a really, really great podcast over there as well. Um, and while you're listening to this, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button and make sure to share, share on social media, share with your friends, um, get the word out, let everyone know about the show. Um, so I really, really hate to start shows on a on a sad note, on a on a depressing note, but we have to. Um I specifically have to, and I know we all have to um, for our own reasons. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this past weekend, uh, we lost just a super talented, super funny, um, super charismatic um, actor, um, comedian, and just an all-around great human being from all accounts. Um, Mr. Matthew Perry, um, Chandler from Friends, as most of you all may know him from, uh, sadly passed away. Uh, I think he was what 59 uh, 54 54 54 years old yeah uh, I, I that was right um yeah uh yeah. we lost him on Saturday night and it's just it's a pretty pretty devastating lost uh loss I think for a lot of people uh specifically you know uh, friends fans uh I, like myself and uh it's uh he brought so many years of laughter and joy and um just kind of a way to escape the real world for a while um as chandler as did that whole cast they all work together really well but chandler was always one of my favorites uh i just think he's his his timing was was unlike any other um he had a very specific way of saying things that kind of yeah it 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 kind of like you know it became it was a thing in the 90s. It became its own Could thing. Could you be anymore? Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. So how many cameras are actually on you? Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's maybe one of my the, my favorite episodes. Oh, period. That's... Uh, it's so tragic because my god, the talent and the humor that came out of that man, and like it, it's you know he's part of like 
a very small group of human beings who get to be a part of a show that's so multi-generational. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you there's like I Love Lucy, right? Um, Friends, Seinfeld, The Office, maybe, yeah. right? Uh, and like the reach, you know, like how many people like we all felt like he was our friend. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And this that this, this hits close sometimes for a lot of people. I think there are certain celebrities that just hit really, really hard. Um, Carrie Fisher was a really hard one. I cried real tears. Um, Kobe, I was devastated, like devastated. I just felt like Kobe was like he represented so much more than just basketball. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, for and me, then, Chadwick yeah. was a huge one, dude. That one, God, Ugh. I can't even like. Whatever Eli, now my eyes are watering. It's the same thing. I have it's I have a runny nose. <laughs> no, absolutely. And um, you know, he wasn't, you know, I I I quite enjoyed his film output too. He didn't do a whole lot of stuff, but you know, I remember going going on a, one of my first dates with the girl to go watch Fools Rush In, which was <laughs> him and Selma Hayek, which I thought was hilarious. Like that was a good time. Um, the whole nine yards, the whole nine yards, incredible. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Oh. I think that's so funny. Even the sequel, the whole ten yards, was, yeah. was funny as well. Um, but yeah, 13, the whole thirteen going on thirty, <laughs> thirteen going on thirty, because you can totally believe Zac Efron was becomes very <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, um, you know, I know this kid, he's, mm -hmm. he's kind of, you know, he thinks it's sad, but like, you know, he, he watched a lot of friends with us, you know, we're, we're pretty yeah. much a friend's household here, you know, yeah. who was it numerous times. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of, like you said, it's one of those iconic shows that, you know, is going to stay in the zeitgeist forever. Yeah. It seems there's Lego sets, there's Funko pops, there's trivia games, there's, um, so much stuff and there's like chandler there's a monopoly out there somewhere oh there is a monopoly friends yeah we have it we do yeah <laughs> that's awesome I remember that we legitimately have a monopoly friends yeah. i mean i gotta believe chandler was like so many people's because like who, I mean, I, how many people really i mean joey i get but like how many people really had ross as their favorite right like <laughs> it's chandler Chan mr chandler bong chandler uh, bong yeah more turkey Chandler. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 tragic, but we'll always have that, you know, in his movie. Yeah. Um, and you know, besides all of that, what he was doing for like people that were going through addiction, like and you know, how he was trying to like really open other people's eyes. There's so many first of all, I I I'll want to talk about a really funny one, but there's a, this thing I, I only saw it on TikTok and he was debating this guy wrote this book about addiction and alcoholism and how he was saying like, there, this isn't a disease and it's a choice. And he very respectfully was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're the only one who wrote a book about this. Like literally, like, doesn't that say something to you? Yeah, like, exactly. You, you, know, uh, you know, this is factual. This is like scientific, like all of this. Uh, and, you know, and it's kind of tragic that we're, this is like what a year to the day yeah. from the interview um from last year so um you know he's been through so much uh and it, it, i think it was really inspiring how open he was you know and just to let people know that they're not alone you know because yeah. god it's so easy to just fall into that you know 100 mm -hmm. i was going to bring that up you know he's, he's a very big advocate for you know sobriety and and mental health in general you know he was always um advocating for all of that and like you said he wanted to make sure nobody felt like they were on this journey by themselves and make sure everyone had a had um someone they can relate to and someone they can um uh you know look to to get clean get sober and and to um get get rid of that um kind of that monster on your back, right? Like that thing that just won't go away. Um, and again, you know, like you, it, it's not a choice, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a disease. It's something that people get sucked into. Yeah. And um, it's, and it's so tragic and, and very, God, God bless him for, you know what I mean? Like, ex, ex, you know, just being open. Um, I do want to close this section of this with a positive story. That's really please. hilarious. So please. 
please tell me if if I, I I'm gonna do my best to kind of repeat the story. But have you guys heard his story about um, M Night Shyamalan? No. Yes. Yes. What? Okay. So um, obviously he knew Bruce Willis from the whole nine yards. Bruce Willis right. was getting an award, like a lifetime achievement award, and he asked Matthew Perry to introduce him. So he's the night is there. Um, they're backstage and like. You know, he kind of gets to meet the whole cast of um, the Sixth Sense because this was about about the Sixth Sense. So he met like Haley Joel, and he got to meet M Night and everything. So fast forward like a few weeks, and he's um, at a bar with some friends, uh, and he was saying, "Oh, this is the time." You know, like back when he was still drinking, um, and in walked in M Night Shyamalan. So he's like, "Oh, that's that's awesome!" Um, and M Night walks right up to him, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Matthew, hi!" And then he's like, <laughs> "Hi, how are you?" hey uh join us please uh and he did and he kind of sat with them for like an hour and his friends kind of started to trickle out and at some point m night it was like you know there's an opening like across the city at another place do you want to go and matthew was like of course i want to go uh <laughs> so they he's like out hanging out with him and he was like this is the first time i'd ever thought this but i'm like oh my god this is gonna change my life i'm gonna become a movie star after tonight like we're gonna be right. friends i'm gonna be in a movie and da, da, da. and like so he they're at the new place and he m night goes to the bathroom and then he runs into another friend and he's like oh how's your night going he's like are you kidding me i'm hanging out with m night Shyamalan. Yeah. and then m night Shyamalan comes back out and then uh his friend's like oh dude that's not m night Shyamalan." <laughs> It was, what he was like it was just some indian gentleman <laughs> that noticed that it was matthew perry and he was the whole time had himself convinced it was oh my goodness the funniest story he tells it on graham norton you should look it up and oh, it's the fantastic. funniest thing because i don't do it justice but what oh that's that? amazing oh that's but that's another one of those things that makes him him you know what i mean like <laughs> It's, it's like a Chandler amazing. story, almost. It's very much so, very much so. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, it's just been a, it's a tragic uh, thing. But yeah, um, so R.I.P. Mr. Matthew Perry, and mm. you will never be forgotten, and people will remember you forever. Um, so let's move on. There's really no segue from that, so mm. uh, we won't. Uh, we won't no even segue. try. Um, what? So this past weekend, me and Eli here mm-hmm. and a bunch of other um, friends and, and, and family members, mostly kids. I was the chaperone and I got to take uh, Eli, daughter Ellie and some of their friends to go watch Five Nights at Freddy's, um, which is the movie the new... was good. Yeah, but other like being with them was slightly annoying. <laughs> They're girls, right? It's a bunch of teenage girls and him. So, you know, um, they were talking throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, you got to expect it with the movie like that, unfortunately. Proper Um, movie etiquette. I know. At a movie theater, though. I know. But there's also certain movies you go to and you're like, it's, you know, it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, That is, unfortunately, a yell at the screen kind of movie. It really is. It really is. Um, So, yeah, this is the latest uh, Universal Blumhouse movie based on the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, video game franchise. They also have a bunch of they have graphic novels, books, all kinds of stuff. Five Nights at Freddy's is multimedia huge multimedia it's massive it's got a bunch of action figures um again fun co-pop like all kinds of stuff uh five nights at i have a dismembered um, nightmare freddy somewhere you do you do you have some pops too we have like a cupcake pop and i have spring a trap. spring trap yeah. foxy fun time foxy yeah um or maybe it's just fun so time before we get into the movie um let's talk a little bit about uh how it did this weekend which is pretty incredible especially considering it's day and date with peacock so a release in theaters and peacock so initial projections for it so it only cost 20 million dollars to make right this movie kind of shot on a lower budget um you know, uh, kind of a green and it's director really good at the helm. For that oh, really? Budget. Is it is one hundred percent? You know, the 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 actual animatronic effects were created by the Jim Henson Creature Shop, which is really cool. Um, 
so yeah, they didn't really have to, you know, it's Blumhouse. They're pretty well known for not spending a lot of money on their movies. They have a really, really great model. I think even 20 million is a lot for them. Um, but right. considering it was, you know, Universal was kind of overseeing most of it. They went ahead and Megan kind of, was Blumhouse too. Mithrigan, yeah, that was Blumhouse as well. Uh, um, Just real quick, Mithrigan, Dan Mancini, the creator of Chucky, was asked about um, a possible crossover, and he didn't deny it. All he said was, I would say, stay tuned. Um, So that kind of gets me excited. Um, Anyways, Chucky, Chucky, I think Chucky would slaughter Megan. Magic versus technology. Mostly because in the murderous... (laughs) And Sting, that's yeah, Chucky. yeah, he's a serial killer. <laughs> um, he is a serial killer. Um, so yeah, um, movie was made on twenty dollar, twenty million dollar budget. Original projections had it at forty to fifty, you know, forty to fifty million for the opening weekend. Considering his opening on Peacock, or you know, playing on Peacock at the same time, it actually domestically in the United States made seventy million dollars opening weekend, and <laughs> across the globally. <laughs> Globally, it made $130, $130 million. I love that. I fucking love that so much. How many times this year? Completely yeah. disrupting. These movies that everybody's like, oh, this is going to be the next big crickets, crickets. Sorry, Fast X. Sorry, right. Transformers. And then Barbie. Boom. Just, and now, and then this. Like, yeah. dude, nobody, even the own, their own studio at the last minute, like, you know what? nobody's gonna watch it just release it on peacock too it's insane idiots idiots like that's probably another 10 million they could have had in the pocket had they not done that easy and a lot more than that i'd say yeah possibly no and i i completely agree i think that you know the day and date with peacock did kind of stagger its opening a little bit didn't really get as much money as they could have right um but i still feel like obviously 70 million that's impressive that's for impressive also yeah. playing at home um so i was actually talking to these kids and i was actually kind of proud of them because they refused to watch it on peacock like yeah we, we had the option yeah i was like i was like we could just get peacock and watch it right because i've honestly sacrificed the last three halloween movies which did the same thing right like they went to theaters and peacock day and date um but i was like you know what i'll be fine i could watch them on peacock this one that was not happening that was not an option uh, first of all that that told me that you know the theatrical experience it really really proved to me that the theatrical experience is still important right like it's still very important people are still going to go watch movies in theaters no matter where they're playing i know there's this thing going on with like streaming and it's like oh it's the future like embrace it blah 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 hell no no exactly exactly the the big screen experience and even when me and him go to the movies even ellie you know we'll go watch movies in theaters that we can easily watch at home um but it's the experience it's the vibe of the whole thing it's being there with a group of people and a crowd of people generations you know my gener our generation you and me christian we know that like i haven't even watched the rocky horror picture show because i'm waiting for us to go and watch it at a midnight showing (laughs) This kid's holding out for that. And I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's I did it the right way, man. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. cinema. It's cinema. That's exactly. Film. Just like you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a, uh, it just, again, it just shows that the, the theatrical is alive and kicking. And it really is surprising. The little movies that aren't expected to do a whole lot have mm-hmm. been doing amazingly this year. Um, Universal yeah. also had, you know, so as far as this year goes, um, They've had two of the biggest movies of the year so far with this one. Um, so first of all, this is one of the this is Blumhouse's biggest opening ever, which is kind of hard to believe. Wow, that's great. They have people like Jordan Peele and all these other people working for them. But yeah, um, Blumhouse's highest opening weekend ever. Um, Blumhouse's highest woke <clears throat> opening weekend ever for a female director, um, and also wow. <clears throat> Um, they also had let's not forget they also had Super Mario Brothers the beginning of this year. Yep, Universal did. So like they're like playing in the video game movie sandbox right now, and they're doing, they're eating like they're having they're they're. Go ahead. It's crazy how people underestimated Five Nights at Freddy. Like you, it was such a huge, huge thing, and I think people like counted it out because it was a kids thing. But like 
it's been oh, around no, no, long no, enough no, where no, like sir. people have grown up, man. And like you know, have what you mean? played the games and don't no, the lore? Nope. It is not a kids' it. game by far. You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't know that many adults that are talking about right. Five Nights or Freddy. It's a kids' thing. That's what I'm talking about. It I is. know it's it is a very adult grown up thing, but it's you know what I mean. I think it's the thing that's really cool for kids, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying it was super underestimated because of that. Look at what yeah. happened. You know what I mean? Again, it's been around long enough where like a lot of like the really young people that were playing that back then they have grown up and they're like, hey yeah. man, you know what I mean? Like it's still like they're like, young twenties, like right. young twenties. Right. They're adults now. And like, you know, I mean, that's that's what happened with like the MCU. Right. Like that was like mm-hmm. stuff like I was our generation stuff like that. We grew up on the comic books that we were like super fascinated with in the 90s. And then we got to live that out. Like, I hope that I think that we'll see. But anyway, um, so that's good. And then, Eli, it sounds like you really liked it. It sounded like it was a good movie. So, it was. It really was. Yeah, so this is so 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 this kid right here, he's him and Elliot both are like the Five Nights at Freddy's people. Like I've I've never touched the game. I have I know what it is. I know like the funny thing is like I know all the characters' names just from these kids. Like I know who Freddy is, I know Bonnie, I know um, Chica, I know Springtrap, I know Cupcake, I know um uh foxy all those characters like i know who they are so when i saw them on screen i was like oh that's that guy that's that guy that's that girl whatever it also helped that they Um, went through and did introductions for each of them pretty well yeah but i already again i already knew who they were um so it's kind of like that one of those things that's also so kind of especially if you have kids around a certain age it's kind of so ingrained in your zeitgeist that you know the general gist of everything and 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 they watch videos on youtube and all kinds of stuff not that baby yeah um so first uh eli let's let me ask you someone who played the game and everything like christian mentioned earlier you seem like you really liked it which i know you did what uh tell us a little bit what you thought about it again we're not going to get into spoilers right now no spoilers Uh, right now but let's talk about what did you think what were your overall thoughts of the movie did it did it do what you hoping it would do was it satisfying as someone who played the game and someone who knows the lore and everything did it work for you it actually did pretty well for me it like it it's its own thing of course it didn't like stick heavily to the lore and to the games which could get boring if they did yeah like they went and did their own thing like they sort of went and did like their own spin on it like Mm -hmm. Like Five Nights at Freddy's, like sort of like Willy Wonderland to a degree, except for they're not trying to kill the animatronics. Right. They're trying to, well, they're they're just trying to do their job at Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a security job. Yeah. What was that, Christian? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh yeah, and that's I mean you you got it right. So you you liked it. Um I actually uh liked it quite a bit as well. I do think that there was some uh there was some kind of framing device that I didn't really care for. Um that kind of felt like a throwaway part of the movie. Like you totally I, I was kind of waiting for the five nights at Freddy stuff to happen like it didn't you know you're you're wandering around it feels like you're wandering around for a half an hour 45 minutes before anything even relating to well I mean obviously you have the characters and stuff but before the five nights at Freddy's what it's known for actually starts up and you're like oh okay like this is the game this is what I'm here for um there's a lot of family drama things like that um which does sort of happen in the games too. No, and I, I get that. Um, we'll talk about some of the specific stuff in a minute. Um, won't completely spoil it, but this is going to be generally as spoiler free as possible. Before we get into minor spoilers, again, we're not going to spoil the whole thing. But um, so, uh, but I do, I do feel like it's it's as far as PG thirteen horror goes. I've always been an advocate for PG thirteen horror. I think PG thirteen horror can work, especially if done right. It still boggles my mind till this day that Insidious is PG thirteen. How the hell was that? All PG-13? of the Insidious movies are PG thirteen, which just blows my mind. That um, blows con- your mind. The Conjuring, the Conjuring is rated R only. So the funny thing about the Conjuring 
It is the only movie in cinema history to be rated R for intense horror. Like there's no blood. There's no like violence or there's uh, violence, but there's no, there's no cursing. There's nothing. It's, it's actually, if you look at why it's rated R, it's because of intense horror um, because of how scary the movie is. Wow. That's why it got rated R, which is crazy, right? That's crazy. Um, yeah. But um, I thought this, you know, I, I thought this one did go, it didn't really cross the line into R or anything. It did have some pretty bloody stuff, some pretty gruesome stuff, but kind of the stuff you expect with PG-13 horror. It didn't really push the boundaries a whole lot. It didn't really do anything you weren't really expecting it to do. It didn't blow my mind and like, hey, oh shoot, that shouldn't be in a PG-13 movie, but it was. Um, it kind of straddled the line perfectly. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. And there's a lot of stuff for the adults too, who kind of weren't really into the movie, but you have someone like Matthew Lillard, right? Like Matthew Lillard, he's kind of Shaggy, our, Stu. yeah, like he's kind of, he's an horror icon now. Right. Yeah, like, so like for us, for people he's of our generation, legend. yeah, he's not just an icon. No, it's, all, it's always SLC punk for me. When oh, I SLC like, punk is yeah. amazing. Scream, Scooby-Doo. Scream, uh, Scream and SLC punk. Yeah, exactly. He's incredible. And I think, you know, you have things like that in there for pe people like our age, right? Like that's a nostalgia for us. Mm -hmm. and, and it's so weird. It's so, so bizarre that like, I, like, I know he's, they're still into it. They still play it and stuff, but like most of this, it's something that's really strange that I've noticed kind of happening a lot more as they get older is even them having nostalgia for stuff. The Gen Z nostalgia for stuff that's like, yeah, like feels like last week for us, exactly, right. exactly. Like, it's so bizarre when they're like talking about something like this happened a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Phineas and Ferb or something like that. You, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. Phineas and about Ferb. watching it when you were kids, <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, but like, I felt like that's what this movie sure was for them. That with is like Gravity Falls, oh, Gravity Falls, right? right. Like, but like but that's super I, valid because that's me, like me and Ducktales, and you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we're like exactly. I, not just me, but yeah. exactly. And like I feel like this this movie was a lot of that for like you said that's the so kids cool. that are grown up now, right? Or the right. kids that are growing up, becoming teenagers, are able to watch it. Be like, oh, I remember playing that game when I was a kid or when I was younger. You know, even though they're only like 16, 17, 18, whatever. Um, but it's, it's crazy. But it's really cool though. Like it was it was that a is. really fun experience, and the theater was filled with as you'd expect. It was all teenagers. It was their parents or whatever. You know, you didn't see some random. 40 year old dude just sitting there you know yeah the re retirement home bus pull up <laughs> i gotta say be, just really quickly there was there have been a couple of movies this year where i felt like I, am i am i is this should i not be at this by myself should i should i have not begun to joyride a single 40 year old man with a hoodie like i don't know whatever anyway i mean though yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I think I, was like, I think Paw Patrol like, pushed yeah. it a little bit too much, Christian. You shouldn't have seen yeah. Paw Patrol. It was the it was the I love Paw Patrol. I was the fourth time seeing it. I had to see it in IMAX one last time. IMAX. <laughs> you oh, know, man, but <laughs> the big IMAX release of Paw Patrol. <laughs> I know. Um, I want it. No. Um, but yeah, uh, so this, this movie's dominating the box office. Uh, it's not critics are hating it. Like it's like doing Rotten Tomato score is just. It does not do it justice. It doesn't. Um, but the audience score is like, felt like in the if 90s. that was different. More people would have gone to see it in theaters than stayed at home. Not particularly. I think. I think the audience for this. The audience for this don't care what the critics say. I think right. people came out. Obviously, people he, came out. Like came out. The, came the out. fan base came out, and they were going to yeah. come out regardless. So, like, I don't know that. Like, you know, even that's why I say that the Peacock thing is like maybe, and I'm I feel like I'm being generous saying that's going to make would have made like ten million dollars difference. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I don't know that it would have made that much more of a difference, honestly, because again, the people that were going to come out came out. Yeah. And I think, I think the Peacock thing was actually, and, and I know we were just talking about it and how dumb they were for doing it, but I actually kind of feel like it's somewhat genius because, you know, I feel like they knew that this was going to be a, like people were going to go see this yeah. movie in theaters and you, 
again, with the kids and the teenagers are going to be, they're going to come home and either beg their parents to get Peacock or watch it over and over again on Peacock after they've seen it in theaters. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've wanted to right. do that, right? Like go watch a movie in theaters and be like, shoot, like if I can watch that right now, we did it with the, the suicide squad. Remember when that came out day and date to HBO max. Uh-huh. And then it came out to theaters. Like we watched it in theaters and then I came right home and watched it again. I, I did that with Puss in Boots. I, I paid the I paid the thirty on Amazon for it. So Dude. yeah, I think I think it was a smart move in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. I do think it would have made more more money if it was if it wasn't on Peacock at all. Yeah, a um, little bit. But let's um, what's that? A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Um, so let's get into minor spoilers. Um, we're not going to talk about the ending or anything no. as much because um, there's really not. I mean, there is there is a lot to talk about, but I feel like um, it's not something that I had an issue. If anything, with. I'm going to try and stick to like what you see more in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, the animatronics are the spirits of these dead kids. Are we um, going to talk about the post credit uh, cameo? The little uh, Chuck E. Cheese cameo from I'm just joking. I'm making that up. <laughs> what was the dog's name? Do you remember the dog's name? The the floppy cheese. Oh God, I'm gonna look it up. It's Chuck probably Huckleberry something. Huckleberry something. I remember. I was thinking about him the other day. I don't know why. He was like a really like a hillbilly type. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, that bird lady was banjo. terrifying. Hillbilly. Yeah, and he had then, a banjo. Yeah. yeah. And then there was like a wannabe grimace too. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the basically the animatronics are the spirits of these dead kids, and he, uh, Josh Hutchinson's character Mike, he gets hired to work at Freddy's. He's um, kind he's of raising a security guard. He's a security guard. He's raising his little sister after an incident happened when he was younger. He had a brother. Something happened to the brother. They never really say what happened to the parents. No, right. So he's in charge of his little sister. <laughs> Um, she would get a better job than I would. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but it's Josh Hutchinson. He's got that really, really great. Uh, he's Josh. The thing about Josh Hutchinson is he's the person you go to if you want to elect, you know, any kind of sympathy out of somebody, right? Like he's that, he's that doughy, doughy eyed. Like you know, mm-hmm. you you always just feel bad for him. You're like, yeah. oh, like this guy just come give me a hug. Like yeah. he can do that. Um, points automatically. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's fantastic. He's great. Matthew Lillard plays this career counselor who gets him the job at freddy's um and so one go ahead oh no no no, one issue that i particularly had with the movie was it so there's this whole kind of subplot of his aunt um so his parents sister that are trying to um get custody of the sister of the younger sister right but he keeps on getting fired from jobs he could barely keep a job he's about to evicted he's trying to do the best he can but he's like dead set on not letting his aunt have his little sister but she's like you know she'll be better off she'll have all this stuff and everything um that really felt um really really pushed and really really out of place in this movie and like it felt like they needed they they needed the stakes to be there so they threw in this whole subplot with the aunt trying to get custody that didn't really add up to anything and didn't really make sense. Like to me, the idea of him struggling. So struggling, trying to raise a kid by yourself, not easy. I can imagine like super hard. Like if you can't keep a job, you're going to get evicted, all this stuff. And to me, the struggle is him just trying to survive and keep his daughter, you know, little sister alive essentially. Right. Um, and so they, they don't get evicted. They don't do this. That felt like enough stakes to me personally, throwing in the ant stuff and her trying to get custody of the kid. And basically there's this whole thing where she hires this group of, of young adults to essentially break into Freddy's while he's supposed to be watching it and ruin it. So he can supposedly lose his job. She's trying to make him look really bad. He'll lose another job. He'll lose his niece. End of story. It ends completely different than how they intended. Yeah, it really does. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was just, it felt completely tacked on and completely unnecessary and something that the movie just didn't need at all to gain those sympathy points. Uh, I feel like a simpler story might have helped it a little bit. I don't know how long it was. Was it two hours? Mm-hmm. It felt it felt like at least two hours. I don't know if it was two hours, but that part of it kind of made me feel like it was 
running for a little bit too long. Okay. Uh, I, oh, go no, go ahead, please. I have questions. Sure. So being somebody who's never played the game, if I watch this, do you think this would make me want to play? I don't think so. I don't think I wouldn't. I w- personally, I wouldn't say this is a good. It entry doesn't point. tie too heavily to the games. Okay. You know, okay, so I'm okay with that because our neither did Arcane, but I I, I never played League. It was amazing, and I still yeah, and Arcane made me. So I I can tell you again, as someone who's never played the games, I wasn't like after the movie was over, I wasn't like, oh man, I need to go see what these games are all about. I need to go play them right now. I was kind of like, that was fun. That was cool. Um, I'll still probably never play the game. My but, uh, other question is, how would you rank this in, uh, amongst the other video game adaptations? Better than Uncharted. But oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I still don't, I still don't think, um, gosh. I Even just this think, year. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, as far as I, I personally rather watch this over the Mario movie because when I think of Mario, I think of the old voice actor, the Italian. That's that like I, Chris. I, what was I it? I, yeah, I don't know that I would have been able to take that for an hour and a half, though. Like, I'm gonna get to you, a princess. Oh, yeah. oh. no, <laughs> I think I think they made a good choice. I yeah, think, I think Chris Pratt did a did a good job, and yeah. I think. The new voice actors. I'm, I'm playing Super Mario Wonder right now, and the, it's got the new voice actor. He kind of sounds a little like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, I felt that right now when I was doing yeah. it, and I ended with a Hoo-hoo. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you'd say Five Nights at Freddy's over, yeah, um, Super, Mario. Super Mario. Yeah, I'm. I, I really. I listen. I know it wasn't loved by everybody, but I really liked Super Mario. I yeah, it was, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was it, good so. too. Yeah, but no, I'm I know more what you of mean. A FNAF fan. No, yeah, like, I, I get grew that. up with Mario, but I can only take that, so much of Mario. It's that same kind of nostalgia thing, right? Like I got so, Mario. Yeah. Before, you know. So Eli, though, is it because is it's because it's your Five Nights fan? But I'm talking about just the movie, right? Like, like I know that's hard to separate like your fandom from, you know what I mean? But I, I, you know, then never mind. That's fair. That's totally fair. Because yeah, no, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah. I to- I totally I totally get what you're I saying. Somehow I somehow convinced think... you to spend five dollars on the first game on my Kindle that I haven't touched in God knows how long. Oh, I know you did. That was a while back. That was a while back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think that there's, you know, I I I I see why they did PG thirteen. Obviously, like it's an yeah. obvious choice. I wasn't so shocked by that at all. Um, but I do. I also do feel it most again. I, I'm I'm totally I'm an advocate for PG thirteen horror. Um, but I do feel like. Um, they could have kind of stepped up a little bit more. I feel like they could have done more. Um, I, I feel like it's easy for this movie to go into rated R territory. Like it right. easily could have like wandered into rated R territory. And I hope at some point when all these kids are older, they're like, you know what? We're going to release a rated R cut just for you guys. Um, I think that for one of the future movies, if not for like a, like a, extra for like whoever buys like the physical copy uh-huh. like they need to recreate a meme of like the night guard when springtrap is running in and foxy already is in there for some reason the night guard has a crowbar and hits springtrap's shins oh yeah and springtrap looks at foxy and he's like foxy what the fuck? yeah no that'd be cool um but um there's also a movie out there floating around in the ether. I think it's only on Shutter. That's called Wally's Wonder Willie's Wonderland. Oh, that, was, um, that that's amazing. Which is essentially the same, almost really the same concept that Five Nights at Freddy's, but it kind of is. Nicholas Cage, he plays like a janitor at like a pizzeria mm-hmm. place, like a Chuck E. Cheese, and um, all the animatronics come to life. He's supposed to be there because oh yeah, community service yeah. or whatever. Um, and he's got to take down all these animatronics. He has to and survive the night. Survive and make the sure night. it's clean. Yeah, only and, one night though, surprisingly. Yeah, I do. Well, because yeah, it's not Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> it's one I mean, night. Like I feel like they Willy's should have like, forced him to be there for longer no. if it's for community service. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but uh, I, I. 
greatly enjoyed that movie. That movie was fantastic. That movie was a lot of fun. And you have a movie where I Nicolas like- Cage only says one thing at the very end of the movie. Um, insane to me. But uh, I really, I feel like that movie, I feel like that movie did it better. You know what I mean? That movie did it scarier. That movie did it creepier. Um, that movie did it more intense. Um, that's the version that this movie could have been. Um, but again, I understand the PG thirteen thing. I get it. Uh, like you know, totally give the let the kids let the kids eat their cake, right? Let them eat. Then their again, cake. they let had to fun. do something different because well, yeah, the game and Willie's one like in the game, you're just sitting stationary in a cho- chair yeah. and like oh, I know. Off in a hallway somewhere being the night guard. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And it's, but it's funny though, this idea, I don't feel like is new. I feel like when we were kids, like I, those Chuck E. Cheese animatronics used to scare the crap out of me. Oh, like, I would love <clears throat> to beat it. And I feel like that's just a common fear amongst people, especially that grew yeah. up in the eighties, right? Yeah. Like with all this weird, uh, even going to Disneyland in the eighties, I remember things just being janky and off. Still, there's some of them still are right. Like yeah. when you go to Disneyland, you're like, it's terrifying. It's a yeah. small world. It's, yeah. it's not because I hate it. It's because I'm scared of those little Didn't dolls. Also, we did. We did. Yeah, D- Disney. We here. Here, just I. Th- I think I'm not the first one to say this, but we don't need to have a, like an actual Jack Skellington walking around. Oh my! Uh, the parks because that is. Infinitely more terrifying than Jack Skellington was ever intended to be. Um, I, that is nightmare fuel. Their De La Cruz is amazing. There are yes. those De La Cruz amazing, yeah. Yeah. but they can't get Jack right. No, like, don't Just even stop. bother with Jack. Don't do it. Don't I completely do it. agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't want um, that Jack. Ernesto, like that's it's incredible. Oh, like, like, oh yeah. You know, people. Stan Winston's looking down from heaven, like. Hey guys. Yeah. The hey. Ernest, Ernesto, you know? when I first saw it, I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so, um, yeah, Disney, we don't need that again. Yeah, we really don't. <laughs> Look, we already have one Skellington roaming the parks. We don't need another. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. 100%. So, and one of them is a better singer, too. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so, are you looking forward to sequels? Because there will be sequels. Hell yeah. Of course there's going to be sequels. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I mean, sorry, but he utters the most iconic line from the games. And it it could have been better, but it was still really good. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think, um, you know, again, Matthew Lillard's great in it. Like, he does a great job. Uh, I still... I still t- totally forget that you know we got to like briefly meet him. He was literally right here on my shoulder. Like, he was on my like, shoulder hey, too. Up, man? Um, I had a killer's hand on my shoulder. <laughs> you did, you did. Um, but yeah, the movie was directed by. Yeah, I just want to shout her out. Two-time killer. Yeah, I just want to shout her out. Emma Tammy. She directed this movie. She directed the hell out of it. She did some really really cool stuff. Like she um, is kind of the. Uh, you know that she put it all together obviously like she made it happen she um she it was kind of her thing to go to jim henson creature shop and have them create the animatronics and everything um and this movie also filmed started filming in february of this year like <laughs> wow like turnaround right what there a, wow insane um any so, other movies have done that uh yeah but i mean i mean plenty of moves but like to like with this kind of a release that's like a yeah. that's an indie movie you know what i mean Easy. that's like i remember hearing stories about um catch me if you can shooting in 90 days um which is like for a spielberg movie is insane what um like that's crazy so like yeah. uh that's like one of the fastest i think it was less i think it was like 60 days or something something even like shorter um for like, like a Leonardo DiCaprio Tom Tom Hanks movie that's pretty amazing to show That's that. crazy. And I mean but plus you have someone like Spielberg at the helm, right? Who's yeah. just here he just knows it like it's just yeah. he's by, you know, and you have actors like that. You could you could do that, right? Yeah, like, just like right. everyone's on their game and everything like that. Like, um, I think they could afford to do it that fast. Yeah. Well, like the indie films have to do it that fast cuz they can't afford yeah. not to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um Eli, uh, out of five, what are you giving Five Nights at Freddy's? 4.5. It was good, but it wasn't... It was really good, but it wasn't perfect. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. Solid three. Like, it was fine. It was good. Uh, Still a recommendation. 
it's still a recommendation. It means it's good. It's just not like, you know, it's uh, not it blow my mind. I will say, as somebody who did not see this, um, I am somebody who had, I was completely indifferent. I had no intention of watching this movie, but after hearing everything that you guys have said, I have changed that to interested. Yeah, I, I would, I would certainly check it out. I think it's got yeah. some really cool stuff. It has some really cool ideas, and it's, it's fun. I mean, it's. I don't want to say say the word fun like you're just gonna have a blast watching it, and you're, you know, it's it has to do with 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 you know kid murder and yeah. kidnapping and all kinds of stuff. So it's not fun in that sense. It's just it is kind of escapist entertainment, you know, uh, horror that One isn't too scary. That they did in the movie was really well done. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. But yeah, um, so I mean, as far as ranking it, as far as horror movies this year. Um, it wouldn't be anywhere towards the top for me. Uh, I still have Evil Dead Rise and Saw X up there. Saw uh, X, Five Nights at Freddy's, and then The Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah, we did watch that. I forgot that we watched The Pope's Exorcist. That's we just watched one. it on Netflix. That yeah, um, that was pretty and interesting. And then Evil Dead Rise, right, before, right below those. Yeah, things. 100%. Uh, speaking of horror movies, something that I'm very excited about, just wanted to, to just throw this out there real quick because I this was announced today. Um, what? So have you seen It Follows? Um, no. No. Uh, so It Follows was a movie that came out 2014. Uh, it's basically, yeah, it's basically about this young couple. They get together and um, the girl, she loses her virginity to the guy. Uh, turns out that there's this, uh, it's essentially about a demonic STD that follows STD. people. <laughs> um, so it actually like, you know, whoever oh, on them, okay, yeah. yeah, it, it, it uh, passes on. Um, so whoever has it, essentially starts to see this like weird ghost shadow people like following them and basically these demonic entities entities trying to kill them um really really good super super dark super tense filled like it's incredible and it i know the the concept sounds a little corny but it's it's really it's really really well done really great highly recommend it it's a super good movie uh anyways they announced today uh they follow uh, they follow which is a sequel to it follows uh, which is going to start filming next year the original uh director and the original um well essentially final girl from that movie she's going to be back um so yeah oh, i'm God. really really excited it's not it will be releasing 2025 which will be 11 years after the original came out and if it's anything like the original um i'm gonna be happy so i'm Can very very excited for it with you well, yeah, we gotta watch the first one first. You gotta watch the first one. Of course, I can get it. We have it the first one I'm, first. Yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. Like we, we have it. We just need to watch it. But I yeah, that. yeah, it's really good. So mark your calendars for that. And if you haven't watched it, follows like I said, you need to go watch it. Um, super rated R for good reason. So don't bring your kids um, <laughs> to watch it. But um, but certainly certainly worth a watch. Um, oh, I also just quickly wanted to bring up some uh, release date uh, pushes. Um, you know, the strike's still going on, uh, but there have been Sadly. reports that it's actually um, hitting the final stretch. As some people are calling it in the studio. You know, some insiders have been saying that it's it's picking up steam, and they're actually starting to agree on some of the streaming, um, uh, the streaming. Uh, you know, paying people more for their streaming rights and stuff like that. So who knows? Who knows? Hopefully by the time we do our next podcast, they announced that the strike is over. So we will see. Um, but there was two pretty decent sized ones that I wanted to talk about. So of course, Snow White, um, the live action one with Rachel Ziegler um, has been pushed back to 2025 uh, from March, 2024 to March, 2025. Um, you got to give the public a little bit of time to forget about this big old that mess. Movie, man, there's, 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 uh, there's uh, interesting, interesting. Have you seen, did you see the new picture with all the dwarves? I didn't know if that was real. They so are that's dwarves. Real. So now they're dwarves. They're changing it to dwarves. Well, you know, CG, CG dwarves. How they were like stand-ins in the first place, right? Like right, the right. ones that we saw originally were stand-ins. Okay. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. This movie's just gonna. I I want it to succeed, but I don't. I don't see it happening. I'm you sorry. know, I can't really blame them because, like. 
that is kind of the vibe. Like it's 2023. It's you know, it, we're not doing this antiquated thing. It just happened to be yeah. like you're talking about Snow White. That is like beloved. Like this is yeah. defined Walt Disney. Please, like be respectful. And they're like, oh, I thought we were doing the thing. Sorry, guys. You know, like I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for her on that one. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I, <laughs> I think, and I think I I personally think that uh, Ziegler's a good choice for Snow yeah. White. I think she's yeah. fantastic. I think she's amazing. Um, I think she's great. Um, she's definitely like the girl that the the person that Hollywood is really pushing on us, right? Yes, now. they do that every now and then. I remember they tried that really hard with um, what's the guy? Sam Worthington was. His oh name? yeah, oh yeah, way back in the day, uh, and yeah. that didn't ever pan out. And uh, Jai Courtney, I think they really were trying to push shove him down our throat. Yep. Um, oh, I remember. It's so funny how they do that. Yeah. Um, anyways, that one has been pushed back to twenty twenty five. Uh, the upcoming Pixar movie Ilio. Which I don't really know much about. I saw the teaser trailer. No, none of us really know what it's about. Um, originally slated to open March first, twenty twenty four. The film will now open June thirteenth, twenty twenty five. Which oh, that's a huge pushback. That's a big push. Uh, which makes the next Pixar movie, Inside Out two, which comes out June fourteenth, twenty twenty four. Let's go. Um, I, I have never seen the first one. That's a movie I need to watch. Jesus. Wait, which one? You've never seen the first one? I teach for like animation, and I this. How do I go with this? This like and not never. I have not seen Inside Out. I need to watch. What? Okay, yeah, you do need to fix that. Yeah, I'm, I do. Wow. I'm sorry, I wasn't sure. I heard you the first time. I no, was like, wait, okay, okay. Yeah, we, we need to write his house. Don't take him to a chair. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. Him to watch I'm pretty it. sure he'll watch it willingly. I, don't I, I want to watch it. I definitely want I, to watch I, it. I, I'm going to go that far. No. I think um, every time I, I sit down to watch it, another because there's others. Like Because the last time I was like, oh, shit, I hadn't seen Coco yet. And I'm like, I got to watch Coco. Oh, um, Coco, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah, Coco's incredible. Um, they also have a release date. This isn't really a pushback, but this is, I find this super interesting. There's actually release date for the sequel to the black phone which i find super fascinating because i'm not exactly sure what they're going to do how they're going to do especially since the first one was based off of a short story by joe hill um so i don't know how that's but that's coming out june 27 2025 um no word on if Ethan Hawke's coming back or if it's going to be ex- just kind of in the same world. Um, I really, really like the first one. I thought the first one was but they're really, going to use really the good. same name. He better. Yeah. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has been pushed for two days to December 22nd. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. It pushed back. No, <laughs> it pushed back. It's the tw- uh, December 22nd. Oh, man, I don't. I really want to support james wan i want to show up for james wan i just they're gonna uh, do it you know what fuck it peacock too and max we'll we'll just put it on all the right. why, why not um and disney has also pulled um a movie called magazine dreams um off out of theaters uh it was supposed to open december 8th um reason being it's uh supposed to be jonathan major's kind of big um star uh, movie it was supposed to be his uh kind of you know pump this was supposed to be the movie that was supposed to get all the awards and he was supposed to be at the top of his game um but he has his um domestic violence trial set for november 20 like okay for just literally a week before a second do you think even if it's completely innocent can he recover no nobody recovers uh, i think i think he'll recover to an extent if it turns out like even if it turns out it was false, even if it was true, like, you know, I mean, I, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to say, unfortunately, cancel culture does not exist anymore. Uh, unfortunately. Well, people like Louis C.K. still able to do a stand up and everything like, you know what I mean? Um, which is a whole other discussion. I understand that. But I do feel like that even if he is found guilty or not guilty, either way i feel like if he's found not guilty and all this stuff just kind of falls to the wayside i think it's going to take him a while uh to recover um but i think if he's found guilty give it a couple years i mean look at chris brown beat the crap out of like one of the most beloved pop stars of our generation yeah yeah like evidence 
we saw yeah. pictures and he's still making music and he has 100%. a devout fan base, you know. And it's uh yeah, so who knows? Um I I, I here's the thing, here's the other thing too. Horrible people. Didn't Kevin Spacey he like they finished the trial and he was innocent? Like they found him innocent of stuff. Oh yeah, he's still yeah. I, I believe but like he, again, is he going to recover? From he's not going to recover. No, Kevin Spacey's not. He's he's, he's done for. He's done. Not a lot of people recover. Like most people don't recover. They they will have a hard time finding partners and jobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you deserve it for doing horrible things. Yeah. Even if you didn't do those things. I know that that's the crappy part when like, you know, you get accused of something and, uh, you know, I, again, I don't really know the Kevin Spacey stuff for sure. I don't know. Was he found innocent? I don't know. I, I personally don't know, but like, yeah, being wrongly accused of something is horrible. 100% easily. One of the worst things that can happen to you. Um, but yeah, even those kind of uh, accusations can just ruin everything, even if they're not true. So I don't know. That's a downer, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to my public <laughs> American nerd. I really, really appreciate every single one of y'all out there. Um, let us know. Um, you know, let us know if you guys watch Five Nights at Freddy's, what you guys thought about it. And if there's any movies coming up you guys are looking forward to, please let, let us know. Let me know. Uh, we'd love to chat about it in future episodes. And um Talk about some news and other things. Um, did you guys have anything you guys wanted to add? Go play Cyberpunk. It's fixed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What about you, Christian? I'm going to. You know, I've started Spider-Man. I may be like, I think, 12 minutes into the game. Um, I also, for whatever reason, popped back in Street Fighter Six. That game that everybody forgot released this year because MK1 released also <laughs> Dude, you know what game i'm really actually excited for what? tangent uh ellen wake 2 yes hearing cool. so much the first one was great like i remember playing the first one and i like fell in love with it and i've heard ellen wake 2 is just like next level like horror game like, this was uh, during the time did you play heavy rain I did. I did. Right. Because it was right around yeah. the same time. Alan Wake, Heavy Rain. It was. Like, yep. They were coming out with these like really crisp little, like great Amazing. storytelling focused games. Yep. Yeah. So, Alan Wake 2, very welcome. Uh, yeah. Sequel. Christian, I'm going to recommend you something real fast. 100% the game, all the trophies. It's <laughs> only like Cyberpunk. No, no. Spider Man oh. 2. It's oh, only like 20 2. hours. Or like I did it on the first one. I, I platinumed the first one. Good. Do it again. Do it again. You can it's uh, only like 40 hours for how, all the trophies. Without like, going too far, how many platinums do you have? Not enough. Oh, I, I've I, I used to be a hunter. I've got a lot. I need I, to start doing that more, but unfortunately the PS5 is out in the family out hooked up on the family TV. Oh, is is Cassie still going through the Harry Potter uh, game? I mean, She'll she goes back every now and yeah. again, but okay. I mean, she already really. kind of got through it the first time, so she's like trying to find more stuff to do with it. Right? Uh, she can't. Yeah, and, but it's just fun being in the world. Sometimes it's free, a familiar universe. Exactly. That's exactly. why I like to just dive into cyberpunk for no reason. Sometimes I, dude, I get it. I was on that game for like a year, um, going back and forth and just driving around. Sometimes, yeah, uh, yeah. trying to. Kid out my fit. Is that how the kids say it? Did I say that bad? Oh. <laughs> I need to find, I need to progress far enough to where I can get Johnny's, the samurai jacket and Johnny's glasses because he can actually get his glasses. I got his glasses. I got his glasses. You don't have to get oh, yeah. far enough in the story. Got the jacket, got it all. Nice. All Very cool. Nice. All right, you guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining the show. Christian, where can they find you again? Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Christian Nakorda, come find me. Let's let's draw. Yeah, he's an amazing artist. Go check out his work. And of course, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
uh, Kevin Hoskinson or Kevin underscore Hoskinson. Uh, you can find us on those things. And as you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. I know it's winter time right now. Hopefully it's not too cold where you are. Hopefully it's now that the three warm. of us are going to go take down these big mega corps that are refusing to pay people what they deserve. Yeah. Johnny Silverhand style. <laughs> he's yeah. kidding. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We love you, McDonald's. We love you. Uh, no, no, I'm not talking about McDonald's. <laughs> I'm <laughs> talking <laughs> about <laughs> <the film. laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm uh, we love you all. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as usual, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.